0: Hey, hello, 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 it's your girl, Ms. Mouthy, And I know it's been quite a while, but I'm back. I'm really happy to be in the studio, but let me not, let me take accountability. I'm gonna start working on accountability. So I apologize for being away from y'all for too long lips. Um, But yeah, I've been busy working a lot. Um, I think the one event that kept me away from one Friday was the fact that we did our live um, in studio audience thing for the deliberation which was amazing Mm -hmm. um and then after that I've been working on a campaign with Foot Locker um that's gonna come out next month so that was (laughs) thank you that was something and then last week I just fuck around and got sick so (laughs) I was just like (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but I'm really excited um we have a really amazing special guest. Y'all probably remember him from the last time. And if you were there at the live studio, then y'all remember him from Russell and Fezzard. Special guest, can you introduce yourself?
1: My name is Paris Hurd. I am one fifth of the Deliberation Crew.
0: Yes. And same. um, Both of us makes up part of the Deliberation Crew. Shout out to y'all. Hey, y'all. Um, Yeah, I think it was really imperative to name this episode Me and Her Too, because there was a lot of conversations. One, let me take y'all back. So when we were at the live studio, one of the conversations we were having was about the Me Too movement. And you really stood out because you were talking about your beliefs in it and kind of how it minimized me and voice when it came to like being a victim of, well, I don't like victim, but being... Um, having experienced mm-hmm. sexual assault, so mm-hmm. um, can you tell me a little bit about your thoughts and processes behind that? So, when we was there, take the audience back that if they didn't miss it, which if y'all missed it, y'all missed a hell of a good conversation, vibe, like Absolutely. everything. So, kudos to you thank first. You, let you, me let you. y'all work y'all ass off. Thank you, thank you.
1: Um, Why I came to the be- I don't want to say conclusion because you know my mind can still be changed. Right. But where the reason I got to where I'm at now is simply because I've been raped. Mm-hmm. I've also have been accused of rape. So I've been on that front Obviously, line. Yeah. yeah. And um, even if you go back and watch the show in the very beginning, I mentioned that. You know, there's only one person in my life that I've ever opened up to that Mm -hmm. but i mentioned it in the beginning of the show just to just to prove to everyone that men are heard Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. uh we have i don't i don't think we're look men are looking for a pity party or we're looking to you know we don't we don't want to be splashed all over the place but we want the same type of help we want the same um um Counseling therapy, yeah, I- anything that could be offered to us, but instead,
0: you know, we're a laughing joke. And let me say this because when you said that, like, it brings me back to. The Facebook post that you made and I was like damn did I not really say nothing like did I not it was like and in my mind I think about how many thoughts like would it be in five of us you're kind of like waiting for your chance to talk and you're waiting right. so it's like I wanted to be like I'm so sorry you experienced that what ended up coming out my mouth was how I was giving a disclaimer to the audience about like how we're gonna talk about like sensitive <sighs> things and then I was like but damn you dropped the ball with telling him that us here it is, yeah. that um I'm really sorry that you experienced that and yeah. like empathy is something that regardless of gender like mm-hmm. sexual assault by no means do I condone or none of that and so like again trigger warning like I said at the live audience, we will be talking about things that sometimes can be traumatizing if that's an experience that you've had. um i think it takes a really big level of bravery to be able to own your truth mm-hmm. like one thing i always talk about is how when people step up and they take their power back right. so even though that's been something that you experienced as a man i i appreciate you being able to say that and name it for what it is absolutely
1: absolutely. Yeah. uh it, t- it took me a long time to gain the courage to come out and and say so um i was even fighting with myself because mm-hmm. it's like how do you come out and say i was raped by another by by a woman mm-hmm. you know it's it it i think because of society has raised us to to laugh at things like yes. that i laughed at myself like, okay why would you even consider that but i didn't consent to it i wasn't in mm-hmm. the right mind um i woke up actually fearful um the young lady had a reputation people were saying she mm-hmm. had hepatitis all okay. these things so I was going through like a lot a of nausea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, even when I went and um got tested for any STIs or STDs. The... Speaking of
0: that, STI month, awareness <laughs> month. Shout <laughs> Absolutely. out to April.
1: Go get tested. Um, they they were laughing amongst themselves. You mm. know, when I went in there and and stated, I was right. Right. You know, so it, it's a laughing matter, and I think we need to bring awareness that no nothing that causes trauma is a laughing matter
0: that that is very true and like sexual assault in and of itself sometimes have people second guessing like well was it or was it because even in my own personal experience when um i was raped in my 20s i was like but i invited him in my house mm-hmm. so it also made me like always second guess like well it couldn't have happened because my intention was for me to get to know him but it was never to take it that far or like to have that experience so I after years of learning I was just like no it was what it was like that was I didn't consent to that you know um but have you been able to like start a journey of healing or like what would that look like for anybody who might be listening uh
1: it was a lot of a lot of steps um this situation occurred back in 2010 so okay you know it's been a very long journey i i don't have any you know proper steps laid out Mm -hmm. and which is why i'm trying to bring awareness to it because there are no proper steps um when when men are raped or sexually assaulted even when 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 men are falsely accused of rape yeah uh, you know i'm i personally feel like being falsely accused of rape is worse than actually being being raped as a man okay when you're when you're raped as a man that's something you can keep to yourself you know only you and that person knows but when you're
0: falsely accused of rape well everyone knows and i think that's like the generation which we live in now trauma has been so normalized like Mm -hmm. i've known even growing up like i've been through some traumatic experience and it was like oh that's just a typical day yeah And I think about because we both parents now, I think about our children and I don't want my child to normalize like trauma Mm -hmm. and chaos. It'd be like, no, that's not that's not normal. That is not nothing that you just brush and sweep under the rug. Like, so I think communicating. Okay, so this is my question. Mm -hmm. As a man, I think about when I hear you say about your sexual assault experience, do you think a lot of that stems from being younger as a boy being told to not cry or show emotions and it like kind of disrupted how you was able to communicate what happened to you
1: I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that okay um I think it's still more from the circle of people I was around okay um you know when you're around your friends and things and
0: you don't want to you don't want to look look like a, a certain image mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah it's like especially with that's the thing that I'm so empathetic to black men I'm um, now I'm not gonna act like <laughs> I okay I'm not gonna act like I was just always rah rah but um it's just black men I feel like y'all kind of get told what not to be mm-hmm. so young trans people we get it at an early age too but it's kind of like y'all get it told like internally like our emotions they can't change it right they was always trying to change like the mannerisms and the way we present right but you can hide that Mm -hmm. but you can't hide when you hurt like telling a young boy not to cry it's like Mm -hmm. hell i hurt it's pain so then you grow up and you be this (laughs) angry teenager and you don't know how to convey your feelings right did you have any support systems growing up that you really could lean into? And like when it happened, why didn't you turn into those people?
1: Um, I had family mm-hmm. and certain friends I knew I could turn to, but okay. it was more of a battle within, you know, okay. just based upon the things that I would see. even look at the way that they show these things in movies and television. You know, when a man is, is, raped or sexually assaulted or you know the the drop the soap joke yeah 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 you know it's it's always comedy Mm -hmm. but you flip the roles well now it becomes a drama yeah so i a lot of that played a big part in why i didn't you know run and talk to anyone or seek help and things of that sort and even now it, it still affects me to this day um um, I find myself not really wanting to be alone with with women like mm-hmm. if I don't if I don't know you yeah. on a personal level I don't you know sit alone with women because I have that fear of being falsely accused yeah. and and all these things so it, Okay cuz that was going to be my
0: next question like I know how my trauma shows up and it took a lot of work around relationships so yeah. um I know you don't like to be alone with them but In the intimate or romantic aspect of relationships, how after that did you, what things did you see that came up for you?
1: That's hard to, uh, yeah, it's hard to elaborate on.
0: All right. Um, one thing I know is that like the misconception that men are one, always predatorial, um, And two, like, there are really good people despite either genders, and also there's horrible, shitty people on both ends, but I want people to start getting to a point where we normalize conversations around our experiences. Mm -hmm. Like, just because something has happened to you does not make you weak. By no means does it take away your value or what it is that, like, you stand for. So, like, I want more Mia to, like, stay forward and, like, let it be known, like, hey, this happened to me. Even if it wasn't in a sexual connotation. Because one thing is father roles is what I noticed. Like, mm-hmm. Black Mia have not been able to name, like, their abandonment issues from their father. I don't know if your father was necessarily no. in your life. Okay. And so, like, I just want them to be able to be, like hell Mm -hmm. i'm hurt behind that right like i would love to walk well i'm not gonna walk into the room but if i'm invited (laughs) if i'm invited to come into a room where Mm -hmm. i see black men like the million man march is cool i'm not gonna take away from that but in this era we're seeing more trauma and mental health issues with black people so if i could see black men in a room healing Mm -hmm. and saying like hey this is what i'm going through i'm hurting and they can pour into each other because like i don't see that closeness right with me and
1: everything is so it's so macho now Mm -hmm. you know and but on the other end of the table you have feminism screaming well don't be masculine don't be this don't be that and it's like you know you have to let a man grow into himself Mm -hmm. you know and it starts with with us our fathers didn't do it so it's it's on our generation too
0: to not what are second. the pressures of a black man? Like, what pressures have you felt like you've been under? Because I've never really wanted, I've never been bold to ask a man, like, what what pressures do y'all got?
1: Um, Well, for starters, if I'm in a room, you know, full of women, for example, especially women I don't know, I know there's a thought of well is he a thug Mm. you know um is he is he a rapist is he this and then they always make the remark of oh you don't talk black oh you don't act black as if it's like a separation Mm -hmm. you know like black comes with a lack of intelligence yeah you know and and it's a it's a lot it's a it's a war every day when i step outside okay A, a mental war um but it's how you take it it's how you perceive it A lot of men out here they look towards um other people for validation yeah you know other people to confirm that they are men to confirm that they they are somebody
0: i love that you said that because that that definitely is a thing and especially if the man that they're looking up to i don't want to say necessarily is bad or not a good guy but his ways could use some improvement right um I don't like that when men reach a certain level of manhood, they feel like they no longer have to improve themselves.
1: Absolutely. It's like,
0: oh, shit, I know what I'm doing. Or I'm just like this, baby. You either going to take it or you're not. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave that shit right (laughs) on the table because this is not what I want. (laughs) You leave that for the next one. Uh, Right. But, yeah, I think that's important to recognize. So um, there are resources out there and available for anybody who is experienced sexual abuse but um how has you been supported now that you've been able to tell your story um have you seen much of a change because i know you'd be like i say it and people be like
1: yeah crickets well with those who are I'm, i'm truly close with because that's the thing i don't make myself vulnerable okay with everyone but those who i do make myself vulnerable with they listen okay and that's what people don't realize a lot of men just want someone to listen
0: yeah
1: we don't want you to solve the problem <laughs> you know, it's, we just want someone to listen to hear our pain you mm-hmm. know you don't even have to respond 20 uh 90 of the time it's like just just hear my pain hear what i'm going through because when i'm talking i just want to hear hear myself talk about it yeah. you know it's one of those situations so um i i've been getting a lot of of Uh, positive uh, feedback, you know, those who are, who actually listen and and give me different options and things of that
0: sort. So I'm glad that you said that because I think I'll say it. No, I don't think I know I'm guilty of being that girl that like, if I'm dating somebody or I'm around a guy and he tells me something, especially because maybe it's the black woman complex. Like I just want to prove like, I got you baby. I'm not going to be a ride or die, but I'm built for a tough, okay? So I'd be like, oh, you're going through this? All right, I got you. And, yeah. and sometimes that can be frustrating because I've never heard a guy just say, I just want you to hear me. Like, I don't need you to solve it. Um, And that's why sometimes as women we burn ourselves in the ground or we get so frustrated with a guy because we feel unappreciated because we're constantly trying to solve right. whatever he's telling us without even listening to, like, I don't need you to solve it. I just need you to listen. Right. Right.
1: Even um, when when people jump into relationships um, with with men, black men, um, they don't pay attention to the signs of trauma. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. a lot of these relationships are just going down the drain. You're not paying attention to the trauma. You know, if you're with someone, he naturally has a calm demeanor 24 seven. But this incident, he went into a rage. Mm -hmm. That's a sign of trauma. You know, you should try to find out why that is or, or what the case may be. Um, like even when I'm talking to, um, when, when I was out in the dating world, if I would make a gesture towards a woman and she would flinch, you know, Mm -hmm. I knew, okay, she has a past of, of abuse or she may have been assaulted. You know, we don't pay attention to the the other person is always
0: about what we want. Even when I notice like sleeping patterns, okay, like <laughs> dating may not necessarily always go to dating, right? But if you got somebody laying in your bed and like they kicking and screaming or they can't sleep, like right. those are signs as well. And I'm glad that you said that because it, I do all my best thinking while I'm in the bathroom. So I was just in the bathroom today and I was thinking like, damn, what if, I know trauma gonna come up in this conversation, but what if the form of dating start to look like Trauma. Would you be open mm-hmm. to say one of your dates, you and the girl you want to go out with, is um kind of sitting down in your date structured in mental health. You know that, mm-hmm. like I was just thinking, like maybe we need to reinvent what dating looks like with so yeah. much trauma. Like we not them same people from nineteen forty five. I don't know, but right now yeah. it's like therapeutic need to happen
1: absolutely um so many things are ignored and we don't realize we're a generation that's exposed to everything Mm -hmm. at the click of a of a button yes um it's children out here who've seen dead bodies on that's true on the internet you know so we're already preconditioned with trauma that we don't even realize we're we're preconditioned with and we walk through life just burying. Everything, and we just need to open up about it. And when you're on a date, two people you should talk about these things. Hey, if we're gonna make this work, you know, I'm working on it, but this is what bothers me. I get triggered by this, right? Etc. So that way when it comes up, I know how to respond.
0: Because I feel like we're not asking the real questions when we go on date, it's so superficial, it's so like demanding, yeah. Like, what do you like? What do you work? But we're not getting to the person and like. Their experience, absolutely. And so you say, like when you used to date, which says that you don't date now. No. What has that journey had been like for you? Why have you chose not to date?
1: Uh, one is because of the the trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I'm not, I'm not just not interested right now. Um, I'm mainly focused on my children and and raising them into. And to being good people.
0: That's good. Cause I think sometimes we get to a place where I'll speak from, <laughs> I always got to speak from my eye perspective. Mm-hmm. I get to a place that sometimes when I think about dating, when you have a career and everything in your life is aligned, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it's that little thing in your head that be like, you have to get a life partner. Oh, right. But now I'm starting to realize that like, I don't wanna foster that type of love. Like, right. the past three relationships that I felt like was genuine to me came from narcissistic ass people with disorders. Yes. And I was like, I'm attracting that though. Like I'm attracting mm-hmm. that because I'm a giver and I'm a lover and That's I, true. no. And yeah. then I just had to start realizing like, until you can learn how to be without those type of mm-hmm. people, you don't need to date. Right. Cause right. it does more of a toll on yourself now.
1: Right. And uh, you know, I took it to perspective when it came, came down to my children that, when you start dating, you you start taking time away from them because you're putting yeah. time into getting to know this person, going on dates, doing this and that. That's very true. And it's like that. That's not. That's We're not true. what I'm looking for right now.
0: Good. Okay, that's cool. Um, one, I commend you for being a great father because that's important, especially like black men. I know there's a lot of black fathers that's amazing and does mm-hmm. for their children but they don't get the recognition that they need to. So I want to give you your flowers while thank you're here and let you know me. that like you're raising amazing kids and you're like, it's not easy being a parent and it's definitely not easy being a parent of color because the odds are already stacked against you. So right. now you have to teach your child about all of these things. Right, right. What things since you've been a parent has been hard to kind of like teach your kid about?
1: Um, how to deal with their emotions. Mm. Um, my daughter, uh it's it's more easier with her. Okay. But with my son, I'm mainly teaching him it's okay to cry. Mm. It's okay to be emotional, mm. but understand why you're crying. Yeah. Don't cry because you're frustrated. Don't cry because you're mad. Don't cry because of like have know why you're crying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the biggest thing that I've been, been teaching him.
0: Yeah. Even with like, when we were talking about the Me Too movement, one thing that I found was so hard and difficult was the fact that like people who experienced it and became parents didn't have to like, we have to prepare our kids right. around like what sexual abuse look like. And like, right, right, I right. think as a parent, i speak for myself. You never really want to have that conversation, but it's better to have it exactly. than to not have it. Um, so I guess it would be like, how do you feel like you're going to frame around for parents who might be watching how to have that conversation with their child?
1: Um. I think it's mainly on you and your approach to your children. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't know what that conversation looks like. Yeah. Uh, growing up, my mom would always say, you know, if you're going to go out and have fun, and don't bring no kids back. <laughs>
0: They do always you say
1: know? That. So, but it stuck, it mm-hmm. stuck with me. And I knew, don't bring no children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, know, you bring yourself back. That's yeah, it. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> okay. so, so I, it, it's it's more so about your approach to your children. Every child is different. Yeah. Every parent is different, but you, you must prepare your children for this world. You know, I see too many parents are building their children. To live in this bubble of yeah. uh, a five block radius and it's like the world is different out here
0: you know? yeah and so in a perfect world because uh, we probably never going to have it but if we did have a perfect world mm-hmm. what what would it look like for people who accuse people falsely of sexual abuse because like you said i've been on both ends of too yeah. being falsely accused and being someone who experienced it like I think there needs to be something 100%, that, yeah, that 100%. happens to them. Like, you can't just keep saying shit like that. Like,
1: exactly. What, um, what for those who falsely accused, and then for those who are a part of what led to it. Yeah, you know, and that's why during the Me Too movement conversation, I brought up the situation with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. I I could care less <laughs> for celebrities, but yeah. with that situation, what stood out to me was he stated he was molested as a child Mm. that was ignored and it was instantly thrown as your predator go to prison instead of, well, let's redefine this. Maybe he should seek some help. He needs some help or something. Mm -hmm. Then you had all these uh, so-called friends and family coming out and stating uh, what they did for him and how they brought women back. You're a part of the crime. Yeah, You know, if, so, what if I shot the gun? You brought me the bullets? yeah, these people need to be convicted. Those people who falsely accuse they need to be convicted
0: yeah i i I think it's really important to recognize when like that's why I was like there needs to be some levels of like we know that mass incarceration, don't really help people. Right. You you lock these people up, you fuck up their mind, you break them down, mm-hmm. and then you let them out in the world and say, go have a life Right. Right. with no rebuild. Mm-hmm. And what I hate about celebrities, not what I hate, what I dislike about <laughs> celebrities is that, one, you already got a platform, mm-hmm. they steal people, they just got access to money and all of that other stuff. Absolutely. The difference is a lot of people only do it so they can get the money so people can change because you got all these millions of people that love this person and see them in a nice light. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to see you horrible. I think we as a society have to have accountability at every level of principle. Like we can't wait until something gets so drastic and be like, I'm gonna hold your ass accountable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, no, no different because we, we guilty about it in our workplace. right? Right. Like, We'll will say, Oh, this is sexual harassment, and then we'll turn around and still pull up a picture of somebody sexy and be like, Oh, if I right, no, right. that's still Meaning... giving into you you doing the exact same thing. And I'm right. guilty of that. <laughs> I will pull up a celebrity and be like, okay, but I ain't gonna touch you in real life, okay? I'm just being honest, that's my accountability. Like, yeah. Um, but what what things has been monumental has been helping you as like a black man with your journey with like self-acceptance and like making peace with everything.
1: Believe it or not, uh, it started with the passing of my grandfather. Okay. Um, that's I'm when sorry. I realized how fragile life really is. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just changed my whole thinking of how I approach things and, um, in our minds we're we're all bigger than what we really are. Mm-hmm. But once you truly put it into perspective, we're we're not even a second on a clock.
0: So so what type of man was your grandfather? I feel like you must have had a lot of esteem he was, for him.
1: He was the he was the typical grandfather of those days, you know. Okay. Um
0: Hard working. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, making sure the family is yeah. good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, go to work provide for your family
0: and yeah. 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 That's how my grandfather was. Like I remember he died like when I was really young, but mm-hmm. I just remember him always being like family oriented there making sure my grandma had whatever she needed. And it was just like, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. A lot of things that I learned in life, I actually learned from my, from my grandmother, um, as far as patients, mm-hmm. um, as far as when you approach a situation, you don't judge it right then and there, you know, because she would tell, say, you know, there's three sides to a story, your side, my side, and God's side. Yeah. You know, so um I, I took a lot of that stuff in. So now I'm not I don't try to be quick to judge. I don't I'm not quick to anger, I try to be patient with everything.
0: I'm so glad you said that because for one, I just appreciate you always being genuine to me it's not oftentimes as a trans woman that I can interact with a man and like it don't have any weirdness to it like right, where right. a guy would be like well, y'all know of lips um a guy you be trying to work with him and now right. he like she's trying on me bitch where right, bitch right, where right. <laughs>
1: and I, I think that stems from men who aren't comfortable with their sexuality. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. Mm-hmm um, it doesn't matter who I'm sitting in front of, you know, it just because we're having a conversation doesn't necessarily mean you're hitting on me. I'm yeah. hitting on you.
0: And, and I appreciate that. Um, especially And to go a step further, like, yes, it's you being comfortable with your sexuality, but you also not being an ignorant human being, Absolutely. you know, it takes a level of knowledge to know that like, Hey, everybody, every situation is not vested in this. Right. And sometimes I think especially people of color, we are so overly sexualized that we assume every situation yes. has to be led with sex or it has to have some type of um, innuendo of like, oh, okay, right. well, right. I don't know you, but now I want to get to know you in that way. Stop thinking everybody right. that you come across got to be a romantic connection. Right. like They don't have to be. Some people are meant to be business ventures. Mm-hmm. Some people are meant to be friends and some people are meant to be your enemy.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, 20%. 100%. Yeah, like yeah.
0: for real. Everybody's not gonna like your ass, and Absolutely. that's okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, just to kind of take it back a couple steps. Uh, yeah, let's go back. With, uh, boop, boop, boop. Terry Crews, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we also mentioned him during the conversation. And the reason I mentioned him, I wasn't able to, my mind was up there racing, just like you said. Yeah. You know, so many thoughts are coming. You're trying to listen. You're trying to think at the same time. Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say this. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> yeah, the light, you get the mic, you're like. <laughs> Absolutely. And with, with that, uh, I didn't really get a chance to elaborate on it. But with Terry Crews, what bothered me about it wasn't that he was groped by a executive, whatever but right after that happened, you turned around and and played a predator Mm -hmm. in one of the biggest movies. Practice what you preach. Yeah. You know, there's no way that I will go out here and, and knowing that I've been through this trauma, knowing the type of trauma it causes, I'm going to go and star in a movie or a series for, for this type of stuff. And that's what I meant by, um we say these things but we'll do it quickly once
0: they put a check out there and and that when you say it in that retrospect i can receive it because i was like at what measure do we stop doing things for money Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. at what point do you start to say hey you know what no matter how much money they put behind me i feel disrespected as a woman or a trans person or a black person absolutely yeah absolutely I agree. Yeah. Um, because yeah. I think it's really important. Like, that's another reason why, like, I'm stepping back from my position, and most people don't know that. But like, I have to invest in this, like, this mm-hmm. is what I love. And if you believe in what you do wholeheartedly, right, research gonna always be there. Right. Like, that's academia, and like they have some of the systems that gonna take years of undoing. Yeah. Because it took years of doing that shit to get them all the millions of dollars oh, yes, that they got. Yes, 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 yes. I'm one person. I'm not coming to shit. <laughs> I'm not about to spare yeah. 60 of my years <laughs> trying to tell them why this racist is as or why this transphobic is fuck. I'm not doing that. I'll step away <laughs> and do what I need to do. You know? Right, right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, so what are some goals and ambitions and things that you have going on?
1: Um, Right now... Uh, I'm mainly just focused on the deliberation show. Okay.
0: Tell and, people, tell people about who we are if they don't <laughs> know. Okay? And if you don't know, you need to get to know. Okay?
1: <laughs> we are um I w- I would this is how I would define it. Okay, yeah. We are five unique Black African American individuals. Mm-hmm. Um so many will come in and judge us off our gender. Mm -hmm. of our sexual preference but that's not who we are uh we're all strong strong strong-minded we're all very opinionated on the things that are happening in this world and we could see the 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 uh desolation that that's happening um and what brought us together was we're all a part of each community, in a sense. We may not follow the movement, but we've all been victims in these movements. And we're coming to present a perspective (laughs) that could hopefully change these movements and how they're headed and put them back on the right path. Yeah. So that's how I I view us.
0: I love that. One thing I would say that I love the most about this whole experience is that one, it's an all-black cast, like you said. Yeah. But I think it's it's just the fact that y'all hit topics that I know I will shy away from. Like, yeah. I am one of those girls who like to put things pretty and neat and then like, <laughs> put it on ball, say it with love. And y'all yeah. be like, no, nah, fuck that, Rocky. <laughs> like, y'all really bring out the rawness in me so I don't have to be superficial and yeah, be yeah. like, I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. And it's not hurting anyone's feelings. It's just really stating how you feel right and i like that we can respect each other opinions in a way that does not personally get disrespectful or nothing like that and like y'all will say something that make me look at myself and the world in a whole different way right right and that's
1: the thing i feel like everybody a lot of um people especially in our generation they're they're very sensitive Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean that in a in a negative way, but when they receive information, they react off emotion opposed to reacting off, okay, well, maybe this may be the case. Or, mm-hmm. you know, they're quick to just react off, oh, you hurt my feelings. And it's one of those situations of um, uh, you know, you have you ever posted a status? Um, you did it wasn't directed at
0: anyone. Oh, and then come in but your then, DM.
1: Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and it you're like, Well, if the shoe fits. Because, you know, clearly you see yourself in what when I I'm just sad. said. Right, right, right. So it's one of those situations. And uh, we're we're the way we are because that's how we all grew up. You know, myself, Jamel, um, as well as Lisa, we would all, the whole family, just sit with each other and gloves off the table,
0: you know. That's another thing that I love about y'all because, like, my family structure is not as, connected or close Mm -hmm. like y'all. I don't want to be like, oh, y'all just like the Brady, butt. But I do love that y'all all all are working doing this together. And it's like y'all also supporting y'all other family member with her new endeavor that she got coming out. So I think that's like hella dope. Like I don't see too many Black families trying to craft something and all agree and work together and be like, hey, we might have our differences but If this is the goal, let me support you in this way and get you here.
1: Right. Uh, Well, Black people are taught to compete. That is true. You know, um, I forget the gentleman's name, but when he stated Black people produce nothing but sweat. Mm. Um, You look at who we look towards. I remember during the election when they contacted uh, the rapper Ja Rule to speak on. I believe it was Donald Trump. Okay. And it had me thinking like, you know, we have no, no leaders in our communities or, or anything. I'm sorry. And that's simply because of the fact that we're always in competition with each other. Yeah, You're never going to see these guys who go to the million man march and say, let's take this one gentleman. Let's all put this money behind him Mm -hmm. that way he could get into a higher power where he could help change something you know we rather look at each other and say oh you're a democrat or you're a republican you're a coon you're a sellout you're this you're that we're quick to tear each other down before we build each other up.
0: I can't even, I cannot even uh, disagree with <laughs> you because I, I'd be wanting to like, I'd be ready to shoot that fire, <laughs> but um, it's true because even as women, like we're so competitive with each other. Like I can walk into a room, we can do the same work. It could be whatever. Yeah. But the only thing she focuses on is how I'm presenting. Like, is people going to look at me more than her or like, am I going to get paid more than you? Or like I do something now you think it's a competition. It's no competition. Right. Right. I
1: noticed that, um, I noticed it when it came to women, when I started working in the medical field, Mm -hmm. um, even now I work with majority, um, black women and they're more in competition with each other than they are trying to work with each other. Um, you know, if someone's struggling, it's oh f that b. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She did this, this, this. She, you know, yeah. and it's it like is unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you stood before God and He said, you know, what'd you say about her? Right. Okay. Right. Like you, you didn't help someone you saw struggling, mm-hmm. and I think that's what we need to rethink as, as people in general is our morals and. And how we
0: approach life. Okay. You better come on. Y'all getting these pearls. I need y'all to hear this, but sometimes they don't be ready for conversation. My lips, they They don't be ready for no (laughs) time. They don't want to have to change the ideas of who they are in those moments. But sometimes you got to be broken down to be built up. Absolutely. It's nothing. It's nothing wrong with saying I'm flawed.
1: Yeah. I've been saying
0: I'm flawed for three years and now I'm in the best position so far. That I've ever been in my life. I'm okay. Right.
1: I think uh, we need to realize we're all imperfect Mm -hmm. and our minds were not our minds, but in a lot of folks' minds, they're, they're this perfect person. You know, you take relationships, for example, um, like this red flag trend going on. I love a red flag. (laughs) It's funny. It's funny. Uh, However, at the same time, it's like, you know, it's a, that's that person. Yeah. Like, you know, are you going to, um turn around and throw it in that person's face, or are you going to try to help them conquer that red flag? You know, and we as people, we don't like to conquer anything. We yeah. like to just sit back and take the abuse and and present Ooh. that we're better.
0: Okay. So trauma response, right? There's fight, flight, and I forget what the other one is. Feet sure. freeze. Yeah. Freeze. That's what it is. Oh, I was paying attention. Didn't you know? Uh, but How would you say in moments of, um, responding to trauma, you think you react? Because when you say relationships, it made me think, and I was like, I'm a runner. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm a runaway. I don't give a fuck. Friendship, family, whatever. I'm off the dough. Peace.
1: Um, I think I'm morally more so a, a freeze type of person Mm -hmm. because I want to understand. Okay. Um. I wanna understand where it's coming from, why it was said that way or taken that way, et cetera.
0: Yeah. And I'ma take it because we we cha cha cha. So you had mentioned about women completing in the workplace. Um shout out to my team at Corktown because um I just love this position. Mm-hmm. Because the women in my office, like if we don't know something, yeah, we we can Hum into each other and figure it out and whatever. And I, like maybe I'm too new to know, or maybe <laughs> on the days that they snap, I'm not there. But I appreciate it. Even my one coworker, worker had came to the live uh thing, and it was like, I didn't know her all that well to really yeah. think that she was gonna come, but the support was real. Right. So I was just yeah. like, Yes, that's real. Like support shows up. Um, people always talk about losing their friendship i i talk about that a lot i' lost a lot of friendships and i had to question it mm-hmm. but you're you're losing people to gang people you're mm-hmm. you're finding a tribe as you evolve and you change so i'm like thankful that i met y'all because y'all bring out a side of me that's like the best side of me the side that i want to present not thank you people who gonna make me be like Bitch, we just got arrested. (laughs) Like, how we gonna bond out? Like, damn, you get what I'm saying? Y'all make me be like, okay, we got this to do with our deadline. What's the next event we want to do? How do we grow our brand? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, um, I guess what's next for? Well, can you talk about what's next with the deliberation? Okay. Well, I'm not gonna spoil it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes,
1: but there are some some um huge things coming. Um. I know a lot of our, our fans are sitting back and they, they may think it was a
0: one and done thing, mm-hmm. but no, 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 no. So this is a real question too, because with you being like the only heterosexual person on the show, mm-hmm. does does that bring any... It, it doesn't
1: bother me. Uh, okay. The reason right. being, um, I don't see a person for their gender, for their sexuality. I see you for you, who okay. you are You're a okay. person We bleed the same color blood We have the same spirit We have the same bone structure Same veins Everything on the inside is, is the complete same And I'm not going to judge a person Based off of those those things
0: Now y'all hear why I post this question I post this question because Y'all was attacking my friend And I just wanted y'all to know That he oh, really is oh, a gentleman <laughs> <laughs> He really is a gentleman So it's like yeah, just because a person have an opinion, you can't hold them to crucifixion because you don't like what they said. Their Definitely. reality is just different from yours. Absolutely. But when you hear from their mouth that like they're still going to treat you human, they're going to treat you kind and absolutely. Not, that's what we got to deal with. And sometimes mm-hmm. people just not going to be your taste. Like I've had to work with people who didn't believe in my vision or girls who I don't, I don't care for. Like, I don't like you. It ain't about you. Like, I don't like you. Right. But I'm going to set that all aside so we can accomplish a goal and move forward, you know?
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I just was wondering, like, do do it make him feel so way Because, like, I also want to make space where, like, LGBT topics is not the only topics that Mm -hmm. we talk about. So that's why I was like, well, I want him to come on mouthy and talk about how men are hurt too and how important right. it is because I do want to have more male voices. Um, <laughs> fun fact, I was on that data <laughs> gap <laughs> being fast. And a guy was like, oh, what's your show about? Da, da, da. And I really don't like telling people mm-hmm. for several reasons. One, I always out myself. For two, like it becomes this whole thing of like, now they want to come on your show, but they want you to take the screen down. Like, no, if you live a the DLX, you just don't even do that. <laughs> but he was like, you and your girl, Kriya, hey, Kriya. We was um talking about dating. And he was like, y'all was just bashing Black men. And da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't think we were bashing Black men. But I feel like we were just talking about our frustration. Right, right. But I was like, you're more than welcome to um come on the show. And he was like, I think I will. A long story of the short. He didn't even make it past the day. Like Ooh. he had already was like, no, we not. What you looking for is not what I was looking yeah. for. We just a disconnect. And so.
1: w- with that though, it's, it goes back to, you know, like I said, if the shoe fits, where it. You know, just because you guys are talking about black men doesn't mean it's everyone. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing I say not to take it uh, political, but it goes down to when Donald Trump made the statement about poor people. Mm-hmm. He didn't specify a ethnicity, but black people are yes. so mm-hmm. quick to jump and say, oh, he's talking about us. Mm-hmm. Well, if the shoe fits, put it on. Yeah. Walk.
0: So uh, the nutrient, I also think we talk about the red flags, but we also talk about toxic traits, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like being toxic, especially since <laughs> I done, I went to the lotto concert and like my girl Callie was out there talking about toxic chocolate. So now I'm just ripping that like Ta-da, ta-da. Um, but if any, you hear if any, what toxic traits do you feel like you're still working to like get rid of? Mm. Cause I'm gonna tell you mine. I my Just top let me think on that. Yeah, my top three toxic traits would have to be um I set a high expectation for men in, in my life and like. I shouldn't for several reasons. One, when the lack of having my father in my life, shouldn't what man am I comparing you to? You get what I'm saying? So now it's just the same thing of like sitcom dads that I didn't seen in the 90s that I'm like, oh yeah, that's the type <laughs> of man I want to marry. <laughs> that's not real. Right, right, um right. also I think like I said, I run away. Like I will communicate. But i'm a one and done type of girl like i'm only going to tell you how i feel one time Mm -hmm. and then i gotta go um and honestly mm, i guess that can come off a lot more is the fact that i like try and help so much right like Mm -hmm. like you were saying sometimes people just want to hear you say i'm a doer so Mm -hmm. if i hear you complaining or you saying things more than once, yeah. I'm gonna feel like you want a solution to it. So, right, right. right. I'm like, oh yeah, we could do this X, Y, Z. He's like, wait, whoa. whoa. Right. I never said that, right, but you right. did say you want to um, start a business. So let's go get your LLC. Right, right. Now I'm nagging. That's a whole different story. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I would say, uh, for me, um, my my toxic traits would be expecting others to to give the same mm. back to me that I give to them. Yeah. And um learning to respond to a situation right then and there. Because a lot of times um something may happen or something is said and I'll not respond. Um and that's where it comes from the the freeze thing. Mm-hmm. But then it starts playing in my head and it starts bothering me, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, yeah. that I would say those are my two toxic. Toxic okay. that I'm still working. But out. for the
0: rest of the year, i am be toxic. Chocolate. <laughs> job, I'll be out here toxic. toxic. But no, um, because I think it's important to recognize that all of us have some growing to do. Right. All of us have some improvement to do. And if you can't really sit in self and say like, this is where I fucked up. This is what I got going on. Right. Then yeah. you asking all the superficial questions when meeting someone, they don't do shit. Because yeah. you're not really telling them like, what to expect from you. So it always feels like a dagger in the back when yeah, y'all have y'all first, yeah, exactly, argument. Exactly.
1: Everything is masked with with money now. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know it's like, oh, if you have money, well, you're mad. Let me go buy you a Birkin. Let yeah, me, you know, it's like yeah. no, let's let's
0: discuss this problem. Mm-hmm. Or or, <laughs> me and my girl <laughs> was talking about this earlier about how like um guys I feel like even though there's so much pressure about a woman to look a certain type of way with Mia who have really attractive features that's what they feel like that's all they gotta do mm-hmm. like dick in here and looking good and mm-hmm. it's just like we kinda need a little bit more from you sir like mm-hmm. there, there's gonna be some sense of accountability that needs to happen there's right. um, I think men and women cause I'm not gonna just put it on Mia Mia and women has lost respect for each other experience Mm -hmm. um men look at women and kind of feel like we don't do enough and then we are looking at them like you need to show up and be this Mm -hmm. hyper masculine man not every man want to be that Right, right you know so
1: it's it's i think it's the we anticipate the excitement of what are, what what we think the relationship should be Ugh. and will be, instead of actually working towards it. You know, instead of having the conversation of, "Hey, you know, when you say these things, it kind of puts me like this and that," mm-hmm. or, or, um, "Hey, I don't I don't like how you interact with your friends like this and that." Nobody wants to talk.
0: Yeah, know? it's like. And, and it's it's okay to recognize that you may not know how to talk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not a good communicator, like, I tell people, it took me a long time to be able to communicate when I felt defensive. Mm-hmm. Like, if you said, if I felt like you brought up something to hold me accountable in that moment, no, no, not even in the moment. If you waited, like, a week, because some people do need time to, like, right. figure out. But if you bring it to me, I'm gonna be like, well, why you ain't saying it back then and there and right. now the issue is because you ain't do XYZ in the third. And right, right, right. That's not healthy. <laughs> like I couldn't learn how to just sit in it and be like, okay, yeah. I hear you.
1: I used to take a lot of things um to heart. And um, it was actually my cousin DeAndre, uh, rest in peace. Okay, rest He would he was very blunt. Mm. He was so honest. see his <laughs> nickname was actually honest tank okay he was that honest and he would tell you straight to your face and if you got offended he would say hey, that's my that's my opinion yeah and it's like how can i get mad at yeah, that tr- being his opinion? <laughs> yes. you know i can't tell you how to think or mm. how to feel about something you're just presenting it to me from how <laughs> you're seeing it yeah and and that's that's where it comes from you know so now um i i I try to be how he was. Yeah. Uh, I try to be how my grandma told us to be. And that's just present it how you see it. Yeah. Don't go in trying to intentionally hurt anybody. You know, you you present it how you see it and that's just that.
0: Yeah. Um I've learned now like I used to be one about like constantly giving chances and second chances to people, mm-hmm. but I'm never that same lenient with myself. Mm-hmm. But also to have a conversation with somebody, I don't want to keep exhausting energy in ways that don't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. no, we don't have to keep having the same conversation a million times. I'm going to tell you. And it's it's safer for me to just let it go right. than to, like, prove to you that you have to respect how I feel. Absolutely. Nobody got to respect your feelings. Absolutely. And everybody's not going to wrap it in a beautiful, soft palette where you can get it, like you said, the oversensitive. All right, no, all right.
1: and I want to elaborate on um, on that. It's not just me stating my opinion. It's me wanting to find a solution. That part. Everybody has an opinion, just like everybody <laughs> has an asshole. Yeah. I want to find a solution, you know, yeah. to, to why Black Lives Matter is the way that it is. Why the Me Too movement, feminism, all these things. We need to find solutions as to what would make it better. what's gonna fix it instead it's just like okay we did this movement on to the next movement
0: yeah so yeah and then it'd be like nothing really gets soft can i say that yeah i'm gonna say that instead in it um but last final thoughts is pearls of wisdom to our audience Mm -hmm. what would be some things that um you would tell maybe a young man that may be struggling with something that you've experienced um Find yourself. Find yourself. Uh,
1: we go through life knowing that we're, we're born, but we never realize why we're born. So find yourself and, and find out why you're here and truly pursue that, you know, and help to, help to make others feel happy, help to change others. And that's that's what I would that's what I would tell
0: you. Thank you. Person. So I got a, two pills. I got a pink pill and a blue pill. But because it's my shit, it's gonna look a little different. So the pink pill is for you, man. I would say it is okay to soften yourself, to allow yourself to have emotions, to admit that like something hurt or somebody said something that right. made you feel bad. It is okay to show the range of emotion. Don't be afraid to be Loved or give love it is okay to like say that in moments you don't want to be the protector you want to be protected mm-hmm. okay blue pill as women i can i can't understand that you might be carrying the weight of the world sometimes we have chosen to take that on and if you ever want to lighten that load start letting shit go the pain of that past relationship you have to let that go What one man did to you, you have to allow to not hold another man to that conviction. Mm -hmm. I also think it's important that women, if you can uplift and affirm a man, do that. And hopefully, hopefully, because it may not be, hopefully it could be reciprocated. So it's your girl, Miss Mouthy. I thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. You'll be back like a lot of (laughs) times. So we're going to get the rest of the gang up in here. Um, Yes, yes. But even when you what? Don't see me, you hear me. Till next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.